Just after 11 o'clock, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, and Donovan P. in with you today, talking all things fantasy sports and whatever else you want to talk about for the next hour here. 1-833-401-1440 is the text line if you'd like to get some comments in the conversation you steer us wherever you want to go we'll talk about it here on the show looks like we've had some movie talk already at the kevin carrius show heck we'll keep that going that always fires people up kevin was just trashing the film rudy that's okay i, I I'm, I'm not gonna defend i'm it. kind of on kevin's side here to be honest i mean good movie but it can be trashed quite a quite uh, a number of the or pieces of the storyline i believe were extra dramatized for the sake of it being a movie I believe Joe Montana Joe Montana is on record saying, yeah, it's not like I gave him my jersey after the game. <laughs> Which would just be totally a move that you would do after a game. <laughs> yeah, right? Shout, uh, <laughs> shout out Rudy. Yeah, shout out to Rudy. I mean, hey, good movie, but I, I think it's got some holes in it, so if you want to take shots at it, feel free. Unlike, remember, the Titans, great football film, and The Replacements which the Duke still hasn't seen, which seems to be a hot topic. Anyways, one 1440 Get those texts in. You can also give us a follow on social media. Just search Sports 1440 wherever you're on. Threads, Facebook, Instagram, X, Twitter, Blue Sky. We're there. Uh, and also you can give us a follow at Connor Halley, at B Douglas 1440 and Donovan. You're just at Donovan Paulson. Very simple. I like that. Yeah. It's, I like uh, it. It's a great one. You uh, didn't take the the Duke route when he first created his account. It didn't roll off the tongue very well. But now at B Douglas fourteen forty is just I, nice and clean. Yeah, I waited a couple months to make sure I wasn't gonna just uh, you know have two weeks on air and then get cut loose from this place. So yeah. I felt a little more comfortable throwing the fourteen forty in the back end. And then I mean, hey, that's usually if you have a common name like I do, the quickest way to get a unique handle is throw some numbers on the end 1440 pretty unique set of four digits and of course corresponding to our great station it, so it was it was an easy solution and one i was uh, a transition i was happy to make when the time called for it you you made your like four month probationary period pretty much yeah. <laughs> like, all right i'm doing it my my instagram handle is still the same it's still my old one though so i don't want to change it up so when people are looking to tag me in great memes they still know where to where to find me all great my friends memes. maybe uh some nice ladies want to creep you and then get slide into your DMs. <laughs> well, you get, yeah, my, my account's totally public. People can just come <laughs> and find me and to take one look at the profile and be like, yeah, no, no, no doubter. This guy works in radio, radio guy for radio sure. face. <laughs> a fat Efron texting in immediately. You know what movie has holes in it? Holes. That's a classic movie. Good point. I love that. That, movie. Is, that the soundtrack. To that movie was great. Uh, obviously originally a book written by Louis Sacker. Um, one obviously. That I, one that I, obviously, if you didn't know that, you're a uh, raccoon taste person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all jokes aside. Great book, though. I, I read it uh, in probably upper elementary school, I would think, like a young adult type book. or uh, And I think I probably wrote a book report on or something as well. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Louis Sacker had some other ones that were good, too. I, mean, I can't remember. I'm going to have to look them up here in the break. You will. Move, or no, Book Tuesday or something. We'll get a segment where you can just tell us your favorite books. Uh, when it comes to fantasy sports last night, uh, just scrolling through here quickly, looking at some of the players who had some nice games. Uh, if you had Rupe Hintz, maybe Wyatt Johnson for the Dallas Stars, they went off for three points each. Nikita Kucherov 
Not too bad. Hat trick. He and Nathan McKinnon right now uh, kind of going back and forth for league MVP. It's a fun race to watch. We'll see if Connor McDavid goes on a bit of a run here. Uh, last night, Stuart Skinner, 27 saves on 28 shots. He was absolutely phenomenal for the Edmonton Oilers. A 9.64 save percentage of Andrew Kane and Warren Fogle getting on the score sheet with a goal and an assist in that one. You want saves? How about your boy John Gibson? 28 saves last night in the 4-2 victory. Ducks over the Sabres. Uh, Wads Pitts in a shutski until uh, John Bucci-Gross threw the old announcer's <laughs> jinx at him. Almost like intentionally him and uh, him and AJ Mazeko were uh, on the call for ESPN+. And uh, they like, yes, we're openly talking about it. Yeah, maybe we'll get an announcer's jinx in here and shut out. And I mean, the Sabres made a game of it in the last three minutes, but thankfully the uh, Ducks held on to uh, get a win. Olin Zellweger, NHL debut, power play assist. Look for him as maybe a hot name across your leagues if uh, you're looking for some help on defense. First night in the league, and he was commanding power play unit number one on a team that has some pretty decent offensive weapons uh, when you stack them all up on the same line. Wearing number 51. Yeah. Who's the last guy to do that? Former, uh, well, the last guy in the Ducks, Danny Heatley, I think. Um, Before that, well, he's an all-star. Danny Heatley, all-star, of course, (laughs) 1507, but also 1506. People forget that part. (laughs) Uh, But Ryan Getzlaff did wear that number for the uh, Anaheim Ducks in the 2005-2006 season. Would you say that that is like the equivalency of the Dallas Cowboys handing out number 88 to star receivers? Like the playmaker wore it. Was it Pearson before that? Then it was Dez and now CD Lamb. The, mm-hmm. the Ducks are like, you know what? And they open up the case and it like goes, <laughs> ah, and then they hand it over number 51. Beam of light. So it's yeah. like, yeah, like Ryan gets last rookie season. Like, all right, yeah, first round pick. Here you go. This is our prize number, 5-1. Uh, Danny Heatley comes in for what I think was his final games played as an NHL player. Um, you know what? Here you go, Heater. He earned it. You can have 51. This is a, a well-respected jersey around these parts. And now uh, Olin Zellweger. I can't. Something tells me there was another player somewhere in between here that wore it, but for a very brief period of time. I'm sure there's a website that can tell us these sort of things. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Olin Zellweger, of course, after the departure of Jamie Drysdale. Um, some more room in the uh, Ducks decor. He's had a pretty good AHL season in his first down there in the minors. Ten players have worn 51 for the Ducks. That's a lot. 51. Craig Wright, Reichert, Reichert, Reichert. Okay. That was just one guy that I butchered his name a bunch of times. Jonathan Hedstrom, Ryan Getzlaff, Kyle Paul Mary wore it for two years. This is gonna be a trip down memory lane. It was like, a, it, was like a, it was like a rookie camp number, right? So Alex Grant, Danny oh, Heatley, yeah. Jacob Larson, Hayden Flurry, Dominic Simon or Simone, Dominic Simone, yeah, and Olin Zellweger. There we go. What a crew. <laughs> what a murderous wild. row of players. Like 10 players have worn that. 10 How players have yeah. also worn 46. So <laughs> the Ducks, sick jersey history. Uh, I know Jason Strato was the biggest fan of uh, Olin. Just like, he was like, oh, this guy's amazing. Like, so when, when, he landed, when he landed on Strutty's Blazers, like, was he a pretty, Very pretty, fired up. pretty happy young Absol- man? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a big day for him. Of course, to the Edmonton Oilers, uh, another one, another one. All they do is win right now. It's getting a little repetitive. Uh, Stuart Skinner in his winning streak, 11 games passing. Co-host on Tuesday mornings here on Sports 1440 with Kevin Carius, Grant Fears. Win streak at 10 games. Stuart Skinner has now won 11 straight in that time. He's got a 1-4-4 goals against average and a 9-4-9 save percentage. If it wasn't for that slow start to the season, and I'm not putting it all on Stuart Skinner. I didn't put it on him at the beginning. I'm not going to put all the blame on him now. 
If it wasn't for that slow start, man, he would be right up there in that Vesna conversation. Brown and I jokingly tweeted out, shout out to Dustin Schwartz last night, <laughs> which was led with, uh, met with a lot of people, I think, taking it for what it was. I went and read it all. all I w- read all the replies, at least at the time when I quote tweeted it. And it was a pretty good mix of people, you know, like you said, taking it as it was, having a good laugh with you. And some people saying, yeah, but he still sucks. Yeah. Or some people saying, Don't. haven't heard much from him lately. What do you mean lately? When did you ever hear anything from the team's goaltending coach? It was strictly just the fan base that bring his name up as like somebody to blame. If you didn't blame him at the beginning, then you don't have to give him credit. <laughs> but but if you thought that he was the reason, you know, they were playing their defensive structure was off and all that, <laughs> and now it's so much better, maybe you got to give him some love. But find that, find that sweet spot. It's got to be one way or the other. I saw someone saying he's a goalie killer. Not going to give him credit for this. And I thought... Okay, yeah, you, one, you got a vendetta against what him What did the one say? Track record still speaks for itself. Yeah. <laughs> Someone brought up, like, they're, the only goalie he's had positive, like, gradual results with is Stuart Skinner. It's like, yeah, he's the only young one he's had to develop. And he's worked <laughs> with him since he was 16 exactly. years old. Hey, it wasn't good in the beginning, but I wasn't going to blame Dustin Schwartz. I think there was a lot of things going for this team that wasn't great. Maybe it's a five-man unit. You're seeing a lot more commitment to defense from this group overall. And it's good to see. It is good to see, Oilers fans. I'm happy for you. We got some texts coming in here. Good morning, Cons and Duke. This comes in from the king of Fort Nasty. As my laptop slowly brings it up, I always liked Varsity Blues. My laptop is not good. Well, what we'll just say, I thought that was okay, too. Yeah, great football movie. Cheers, King of Fort Nasty. Did you see that one? No. There was a whipped cream scene that stands out. I think there was a big offensive lineman named Bubba. Is this going to be a lot like the story of Northwestern football or what? I was going to end it right there. <laughs> Northwestern football, what happened there? Scandal? Yeah, like the hazing thing oh. and guys in the showers. and there Maybe. Varsity Blues could have inspired that. It is very possible. I think it was used in Not Another Teen movie as well. They kind of made a a joke off that one. Uh, Blair in Calgary says, I recommend Greater. Great football movie on Netflix. Uh, I know you guys, it's a couple of people mentioned Invincible, Vince Papali. We touched on that yesterday, actually. Great movie. Mark Wahlberg playing a, a very good role. Great soundtrack in that movie. Also, uh, we've got another one here. I don't think he's the reason they played good, and I certainly don't believe he's the reason they played bad. Skinner has been good almost everywhere he's played. Yeah, I mean, you go back and look at the track record. I think he was 16 years old the first time I saw him. I didn't see him at the, uh, wherever he played prior. But when he was at Lethbridge, he absolutely stonewalled the Oil Kings a couple times. Like, they threw everything at and him. And he scored and he a goalie goal down. in the dub. Scored a goalie goal. Went to, was it Swift Current? Did he win, go to the Mem Cup with them? That yeah. could be right. Yeah, I was traded. Had some success. I mean, the numbers, when you look at them at every level, they, they just get better after every year. And the the maturity on that kid, like he, he just, he, you know, hearing someone say he kind of likes getting, like you, you get booed, that kind of fires him up. He locks him in. They're, they're booing you for a reason. You know, they don't boo the bad guys. They, so I, all those sort of things, like I, I just think Stewart's going to, yeah, probably on a good trajectory anyways. But Dustin Schwartz certainly hasn't heard it. And it seems like he's got things going well. And even in the, uh, down in the, the, AHL with Rodrigue. I mean, the, the Sylvan Rodrigue and then his son. 
And then you've got Jack Campbell, who has been playing better. I'm not saying you're bringing him up, but he has been playing better down in the AHL. Yeah, right now, the Oilers goaltending is certainly trending in the right direction. They're going to need that to continue as uh, as we go forward here. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll jump into the inbox. Lots to get to. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, daily fantasy football. Of course, we got the conference championship games coming up on Sunday, so we'll get some, uh, some maybe some plays we like and some we don't. That's coming up next here on Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 11.20, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, and Donovan P. with you here on this Wednesday morning. The Edmonton Oilers coming off a nice 4-1 victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Up next for the Oil, the Chicago Blackhawks on Thursday, and then Saturday. Maybe, probably, likely the debut of Corey Perry or number 90 for the Edmonton Oilers as they take on the Preds. That's a 2 o'clock start. A little Saturday morning hockey. I'm a big fan of that. I love that. Just sit back, enjoy. you got your evening ahead of you. And the players especially, I think, will like that because once they get it out of the way, they get a nice week off. Uh, Brandon, we didn't touch on it, but uh, in the association last night, we did talk about some guys who could potentially go off. Uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander, 33 points, six boards, 10 assists. Uh, Pascal Siakam leading the way for the Pacers, I believe, with 16 points. That's not great. But on the flip side, Nikola Jokic had 31 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists at the start of the year. A lot of people said if you get the Joker, you're probably winning it's, your league. It's, it's pretty much a cheat code at this point <laughs> for NBA fantasy. And I'd love to hear from any of our listeners that do play fantasy NBA, whether it be on a daily or a season-long uh, basis. Like, is it a automatic like every night you're because I'm he has to be the most expensive player in daily fantasy every day I would think or are you just shelling out the bucks for him regardless because it's an automatic triple double basically. I mean you would think so it's it's a safe one Kawhi Leonard also a triple double last night twenty five eleven and ten. Gosh, there's some good players out there. So then you know you're going into tonight. I just want to make sure here. I, I don't want to give anyone false hope but uh are you are you looking at carl anthony towns you know he plays the wizards tonight he had a pretty good game last time out the 76ers they are not in action tonight so you can't go back and hope for another one from joel Embiid. but uh nba fantasy yeah it's uh especially on a daily level i think uh, a lot of fun to be had there in the nhl tonight wednesdays you always get the primetime game Oh my goodness, I jumped all the way back to the 10th. Just navigating the internet like an absolute rookie here. Uh, yeah, just uh, four, five, six, seven. Oh, you got a pretty good spread tonight if you're looking to get in the daily action. The Jets taking on the Leafs, Coyotes in Florida, Bruins, Hurricanes, could be some fireworks there. Avalanche taking on the Capitals, Blues, and Canucks, and then the Kraken welcoming the Chicago Blackhawks town. Kings, Sabres. Are the Kings going to get back on track? Like, they are spiraling right now. It's a bad scene for them. Um, them, the Rangers played terrible last night uh, against the Sharks, a little northern uh, northern up the coast. But, yeah, the Kings absolutely flailing. Like, they, I don't know if it's the goaltending situation because Cam Talbot, like, at the start of the year, was in, in the conversation for Vesna talk. Now, Phoenix Copley goes out for the season a while back, and, like, he wasn't the starter, but is it just, like, that little bit of stability behind a guy that you can count on, like, any given night, whoever's in the net? I don't have an answer for why the Kings stink right now, and all of a sudden, Tom McClellan's seat has gotten, I think, a little on the hot side. 
I don't. I doubt they will fire him, regardless of how far this spins. I mean, I think it would take them con- basically duplicating what they've had over the past fifteen games now. Um, but man, like the Oilers are right on their heels. Yeah, games or, in hand. Well, ga- a ga- few. Yes. Yeah. Not as much as some of the other games out, or other teams out there, but yeah, the Edmonton Oilers. And it's funny as I tweeted out last night. You know, still. A long way back, the Vancouver Canucks. The Canucks, I didn't see this happening. I thought they'd fall off. Everybody was expecting the Canucks to have a sprint here or a stretch, pardon me, that like the Kings are having. Like at some point, right? But they have just been wire to wire so far this season, the best team in the division. They have not really had a bad stretch. They didn't get off to as hot of a start as Vegas did, of course. But Vegas, uh, you know, had gone through... points of trouble yeah and vancouver's continue to roll on so they're just sitting like sitting pretty up at the top of the division with not really any worries and maybe just looking around like okay how can we improve this team as we're whatever just over a month and a week or so away uh from the nhl trade deadline because they're they're a team to be reckoned with in the uh reckoned with in the western conference right now let's go to the inbox for the canadian brew house of course you can join brandon down at the ice house this weekend AFC NFC championship games going on. If you want a gold ticket at any brew house location, head down to that location this Sunday. You'll have a chance to go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I don't have to tell you that would be an amazing time. Make sure you download the brew house app on your way in. So you can get your free order of garlic fingers just for signing up and have a great time. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Shout out to the fine folks at the Canadian brew house. A couple texts here. Resort rat says the longest yard original Burt Reynolds version. Great football movie. Barber and peace river says, how about radio? Cuba Gooding Jr. Amazing. I actually made Ashley watch Cuba Gooding Jr. in Jerry Maguire recently. Rod Tidwell? Yeah. I think yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's an elite movie. I love that movie so much. Great movie. Has a little bit of everything for everyone. Uh, Parkland Matt tells me in Varsity Blues, it was Billy Bob, not Bubba. It's probably been 20 years since I've seen that movie. So, Mark on that, thank you. But honestly, the fact you were that close, that's pretty good. It was a From weird... Billy Bob to Bubba. Yeah. You just knew it was some name that probably people living out in the back 40 in uh, the Deep South, they all have. They, Yeah, not a stereotype, but you <laughs> but, you live out there. I mean, you probably know a couple of Billy Bobs. I don't know. My dad's <laughs> name is Billy William Okay, uh, on the birth certificate, which is... Uh, a pretty normal name. I don't. I don't think. And I know lots of Bobs, Roberts, but I don't know any Billy Bobs, and I do not know any Bubbas, except the one right next door to us here. Shout out Bubba Gumps, fantastic fried chicken. I'm sure <laughs> everyone else obviously has what they're known for. <laughs> yeah. Everyone goes there for the seafood, not me. Uh, what else do we got going on here? We've got a number with no name. Get your name in here to us, friend. Says actually the Oilers are above the Kings, guys. Correct. Did we say they weren't? I, I did, and I was, oh, okay. uh, I misspoke. Yeah, the Oilers, two points up, up on the Kings with one game in hand. Uh, Kings, as we've said, 2-4-4 four, and four in their last 10, while the Oilers, obviously, 10-0-0. Oh, oh. Certainly making that nice push. We'll see what the Kings can do tonight. Here's one, a teeth. Hey, guys, I have a trivia question for you. Which NHL logo has only one color in it? If you can't figure it out, I'll tell you. Okay, does white count as a color? Because I know like, some people be like, it's a shade or whatever. Because like, I think of Detroit, Toronto, the, and Tampa. Uh, Tampa, I think, I guess, you know, their new logo is just the blue and the white. So, Atif, text it in. Let us know. I know there's a little delay, but that, those were the teams that came to mind for me. Detroit was the first one. Those are those are exactly what came to mind for me. As I, Tampa did not, I should say, but Toronto and Detroit did. As I, like, run through in my mind the divisions here. 
that that has to be the only answers. We'll await the answer from Atif. It's a good one, though. Imitation Tom texting in here. This is the Kings I thought we would see this year. They gave up way too much for for PLD, and he's not playing well. We aren't a long way back, and we have a ton of games in hand, and only five points back after game in hand. So worst case, three to four games back, not crazy. I mean, yeah, it's doable, but the Canucks haven't had that drop off. I I was more more so saying it's credit to the Canucks for just having a really good year and not having that drop off. AZ says, if you were GM of the Oilers, which specific player would your dream realistic acquisition be before the deadline? Great question. My dream? Uh, Geez, Nathan McKinnon, (laughs) Nikita Kucherov, Gail McCarr. Gail McCarr. Can we bring those guys in? No, I'm just joking, obviously. I mean, you'd love to bring in maybe like a veteran backup goalie you can trust, but I don't know who is necessarily out there. We had Yarmo Kaklinen on. He said Merzlikens doesn't really want to go, and then the price is too much. So yeah, I, I Mark Andre Fleury is a name that I think is kind of top of mind for a lot of Oilers fans as that veteran backup. That he's he's not going to come in and be disgruntled. He's not the starter, but he's won Stanley Cups as a sort of backup goaltender. Uh, the second two with Pittsburgh, where he, he had to play big stretches of those playoff runs um, with injury to Matt Murray, but. Price will be a big one for a guy like him. Um, for I think we've seen enough from Cal Picard, Cal Pickard that you can probably trust him with the backup goaltending. He's like at this point, you have to believe what you see in Stuart Skinner and make sure he's ready for the playoffs in terms of rest. So when the schedule gets a little more arduous in the back half here, particularly in April, March or April, I believe for the Oilers, um, giving Skinner uh, enough time off that we don't see what I think a lot of people thought was the problem last spring, where he was kind of burned out in his first year in the NHL. So. I, I think the tandem of Skinner and Pickard is probably fine at this point based on what we've seen over the last couple months. To me, it's a top four defenseman. And I, I'm I'm not a Cody Cece hater by any stretch. I think he actually serves the Oilers quite well. But the problem is that he probably gets asked to do a little bit too much sometimes is playing as what is basically a top pair defenseman. You can kind of flip-flop um, the Bouchard, Ekholm, Nurse, Cece is 1-1A, one one I think. But realistically, I don't think either of those pairs is a real true top pairing. So... The, the the big thing would be what you're going to go out there and get based on what's available. Is it a legitimate upgrade over what you currently have? And like I said, because I actually think Cody Cece is a very capable player and does what he does quite well. Would you like a guy that can maybe uh, move the puck a little bit better and stuff in terms of playing on a pair with Darnell Nurse? Maybe, but price, availability, these are all factors that you can't control. So it uh, and if you like move Cece down, um, to say a third pairing, then all of a sudden it's like is Vinny De, Vinny DeHarnay or Brett Kulak kind of odd man out. Yeah. Like the Oilers' top six, when you look at it just on a piece of paper, it's pretty good because not one of them say like that guy can't be in the lineup on any given night. So that's the unfortunate side that somebody would have to come out. But I do think a top, an upgrade to the top four would go a long way for this Oilers team. Yeah, I probably agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to a, another goalie being brought in. With getting Corey Perry and Dylan Holloway back into your lineup, I think right now there's not that urgency. Injuries pop up and we'll see. And then defensively, I like you said, I mean, a top four guy would be great. Last year at this time, I didn't think that Matthias Ekholm would be available. Exactly. And that's right. why Ken Holland's an NHL GM, and I'm not. He he makes those calls. He finds those things know. out. Yeah, he's on, he spends a lot of time on his phone, I think, and, and gets the inside information about who might be there. But let us know, one 1440 who you think might be a good addition for the Oilers going forward. We've got Greg 
from Lacombe saying P.K. Subban thinks the Kings will get back on track and beat the Oilers should they meet in the playoffs. Well, I mean, P.K. Subban is probably watching the games back in November when the Kings won 8 of 9. He still questions the Oilers defensively. So he's got a lot going on. He's got the clicks going. He, I mean, maybe he knows what he's doing because Oilers fans certainly get fired up. And I, I saw a lot of his mentions. People were letting him know after last night's win once again. Atif uh, earlier on asked us about which trivia, the trivia question, which logo only has one color in it. He says, I got it off Google, so it might be outdated with the question. So I apologize. But the answer was the Tampa Bay Lightning with the new logo. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Leafs and Red Wings to me, if, if you, because someone is always going to say, well, black and white aren't colors. Well, yeah, is because the, the Leafs don't have any, like in their current logo, don't have any black outlining on the Leaf, do they? I know they have in the past, but right now it is pretty like tried and true logo. Mm-hmm. It's just blue and white. And Detroit's, maybe it is some black like outlining on the spokes or something. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll we'll dive into I don't know. I mean, I have this computer in front of me. I could look it up immediately. <laughs> uh, Ron, Mexico, texting in. Guys, I totally disagree that we are good with Pickard as our backup. If you don't believe me, ask the 2006 Oilers, as they might have something to say about it. Signed, Ron, Mexico. Yeah, I mean, hey, if, geez, if, if UC Marketing gets the, the call as the backup in after the injury, who knows? I think Conklin was the guy, and then Markkinen got the start. Got start after took that. Took him yeah. to Game Seven, but no, oh, yeah, you're right, Ron. You always, here's you need a good backup. Here's my question: Like uh, trade deadline March eighth, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Would Oilers fans be opposed to giving Cal Pickard more starts than maybe necessary, or should get? to really gauge if he can be the guy that you can fall back on. Because keep this in mind. Would you rather the Oilers spend what are, let's be very honest, limited trade assets in terms of prospects and then draft picks thereafter in acquiring an expensive backup goalie, a proven one, and then maybe not having enough left over to get a legitimate upgrade to the top six or top four and your forward and decors or are you comfortable with Pickard saying like let's give him some more starts and see can he handle uh, a little more of a rigorous schedule and then you spend those limited assets on those other two possible acquisitions that I just mentioned like wh- where do Oilers fans want to go because I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this I do not think the Oilers have enough within their system draft picks and prospects to acquire all three of those things, which I think probably most Oilers fans would say are the top three things on your wish list. You can put them in whatever order you want. A veteran backup goaltender with starting experience, a top four defenseman, and a uh, right winger for the second line. I mean, you're just looking at pieces that teams might want. Every team would probably want. So if those are the three things and you prioritize them, whatever one you put first, is, is the backup goalie really at the top of your list of those three things? It's not for me. Because like I'm saying, Skinner has shown he can handle a, a bit of a heavier workload. And yes, their schedule has been very pretty easy breezy. And they're about to uh, have 10 days off, I think. But over the next month, do we give more starts to Pickard to see, is he the guy? And if he's not, okay, now maybe we shift up backup goalie a little further up that list of priorities. But for right right now, for me, it's number three on those of those three options. Yeah, I mean, and you know, the, you, you always have to mention it. The Oilers are in a cap crunch, as are a lot of teams 100%. around the NHL. And it's 
if if you do have to move on from maybe it is a Cody CC, maybe it, it is Jack Campbell. That's the easiest one. You're paying for someone to take that contract, so it's it's not going to be easy for Ken Holland to make too many moves. Maybe maybe he sits pat. The Oilers have a bunch of back to back games. You're going to see Cal Pickard get out there. If he strings together a bunch of quality starts, are we going to just say you have to move on? Like maybe maybe he wins over the trust of his GM. He hasn't lost the position so far in the limited opportunities he's had so far. So I think it's kind of wait and see. And I expect mentioned that on the Gregor show a couple nights ago. Like Ken Holland's been patient and it's paid off for him. The yeah. goaltending's improved, defense improved. Uh, they're getting depth scoring. How many people wanted Ryan McLeod gone? Well, look what he's done in the last little while. You know, like the, his players have rewarded him for his patience. Patience is a virtue big time because if he had went out and made a uh, rushed move to get a goaltender back in the middle of November, how much would have he had to give up then? Because they always were in a place of desperation. Desperation. So everybody knows that you are grappling for something. And at the same time, like that's early enough in the season, teams aren't as willing to let go of their assets probably as freely, right? Like they, you, as we move closer to the deadline, teams are like, oh, crap, we're, if we don't get a deal done, we'll lose them for nothing this offseason. You make it be like, I mean, that's the whole point of the trade deadline, right? Is that you, you wait to the last possible moment and hopefully get a better price. It doesn't always work out that way, which is fine. But in November, we're totally talking about a different animal. There are teams that might still think they're in the mix. Look at the Flyers. Like, Flyers have lost three straight games in regulation, I believe. They're still, like, in the playoff mix, but they didn't expect to be here. If this next month goes more maybe what we'd expect of the Philadelphia Flyers, especially now with Carter Hart not being available, even with the strong play of Sam Erson, um, if they fall out of it a little further, they're a team that probably has several pieces available. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. But in November, that was definitely not the case. They're, like, at the top of the division almost. So uh, you you hit the nail on the head there, Connor. Uh, Ken Holland's patience has been uh, admirable, to say the least, uh, at least in my eyes. Every time he gets slandered, I just think, you know what? This guy, he's, he's a Hall of Fame GM. And I know that a lot of his success came with a dynasty in a pre-cap era, but he's a good hockey mind. He knows what he's doing. Patience, patience, patience. Montana to Rice is a perfect fit for Edmonton would be Giroux, but it won't work, unfortunately, because of the money. Can play the wing, center, great face-off guy. Yeah, Claude Giroux, absolutely, would be fantastic. But tough to make happen. Rockford says, what are your thoughts on right winger Oliver Wallstrom? Apparently his camp and the Islanders are ready to move on. Well, yeah. I mean, he was a first-round pick back in 2018. Five points in 22 games this year. I guess there were some signs. He, he had a 12 and a 13 goal season. Maybe low. I don't know. We'll see what the Islanders want to do here. It, it doesn't It doesn't overly excite me. Almost seems like a project. And the Oilers don't necessarily, in my opinion, need that. Uh, last one before we get to break here. Brent says, what scenario will bring Jack Campbell up? In my opinion, I don't even want to say the word. It starts with an I. That that's one, and then probably Cal Pickard struggling immensely. Yes. Other than that, I think it kind of is as it, what it is. Jack Campbell's been good his last nine, ten starts down in Bakersfield, but unfortunately, just kind of played himself into a position. The Oilers winners of fourteen straight. I don't think they're going to shake too much up here, so we'll see. If, if Cal Pickard struggles in those back to back starts, he's eventually going to get. Then maybe JC gets a look, but. I don't think there's going to be too much of a rush here. Uh, lots of text to get to 
Holy cow, you guys are just blowing up the text box. Keep it coming. one 401 That segment for the Canadian Brew House. Uh, if you did win a golden ticket this year, make sure you head down to the CBH this Sunday for your chance to win a trip for the Super Bowl. You can join uh, our very own Brandon Douglas down at the Ice House. That all gets going on Sunday. Lance says keep up the great work. Lance, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll take a break. When we come back, more text on Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 11.42, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, Donovan P. with you here today. As always, Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out. Locations in Leduc's, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Also online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Uh, still to come on Sports 1440 today, we've got the lowdown with Low Tide and Declan Kruger, they'll be joined by Bruce McCurdy on the program today. They'll also be talking a little bit about uh, the game last night and the situation going on with Hockey Canada. Uh, In case you missed it, I believe it was five warrants out. Is it a warrant? I don't know if it's technically a warrant, but either way, they've been, five players have been uh, summoned, basically, to yeah. uh, uh, surrender themselves to police uh, in London, Ontario. Yeah, I don't want to get that wrong. Don't, yeah, don't want to put out any is, fake that's info. A good, that's a good point, Connor, because even some of the texts that we've had come in over the course of the morning, I replied to a couple of them, and I, 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 I'm not replying them to be snarky or to say that, you know, this way or that way about the 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 situation but language in situations like this especially legal issues really matters like they have are going to be charged that is what is going because we had a text come in and say oh i guess so charged and guilty like well no they are they weren't they're not guilty until they are uh convicted so by a court right so uh, they are going to be charged once they surrender themselves um that is what is that's like that is what we know right now and that's all we know right now uh there's a lot of rumors about the names and of course you can put us some pieces together based on you know um indefinite leave of absences from teams uh dylan dubé carter hart alex forman from his swiss team team, cal foot and um michael mcleod both from the new jersey devils so like that we can we can speculate on that and there's some reports from people that know a lot more than we do of course um kind of saying that but uh once again until <laughs> their names are on the uh, the court documents saying that they're being charged with these um uh these accounts then it, it is kind of all just speculative yeah. it's it's i i like to err on the side of caution on things that have legal implications because these uh people have families and uh, both the victims and the the accused including people uh, people right here in Edmonton, of course, with uh, Michael McLeod being Ryan McLeod's brother. So there, there's a lot of implications. So don't go and say things just for the sake of willy-nilly. Um, this goes back to even the fact that Corey Perry signed here this week is kind of aligns with this too. Uh, people making jokes and stuff about the rumors uh, from Perry's departure from Chicago. Like, that doesn't get you anywhere. And all it does if, it, you know, when it's pretty obviously proven wrong in his case that it just kind of makes you look foolish so uh, i always err on the side of caution with stuff like this until all the facts are to be had yeah the new jersey devils put out a statement today similar to the philadelphia flyers yesterday michael mcleod and calfoot have each request have been granted indefinite leave of absences from the team the club will have no further comment at this time so yeah as the five the number five was put out there coincidence no coincidence Five players, four from the NHL, have been granted leaves from their team. You can put it together. It's, uh, yeah, it's just uh, not a good situation for anyone. Uh, then after the lowdown flow tie, we will have 
the Jason Greger Show. We'll have Tyler Yarmchuk on, Jeff Merrick of Sportsnet. We've got Who Is It Wednesday, Mike Rupp. We have a ski report, Mark Spector at 5 o'clock, and then Paul Serve, the basketball show. It's going to launch on Sports 1440 in only a couple weeks. We believe it is the 3rd of February, 10 a.m. We've got the basketball show here on Sports 1440. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, texts keep coming in here to one 401 King of Four Nasty says, I think the Campbell situation proves get a veteran goalie doesn't auto him to be a better than Picard. Yes, Gordon D. Good morning, guys. The only thing the Oilers need is a two-line winger. That's got to be second-line winger. Thanks, Gordon. Yeah, hey, and then yeah, that's going to bump some guys down into the lineup, creates better depth on your team. I'm, I'm good with that one. Klaus from Beaumont says, with our compressed schedule starting after the All-Star break, would we be in danger of using up our energy for a deep playoff run? I would be playing Picard one of three or four games or we'll be out in the first or second round. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny how the, the goaltender positions changed. Like, Grant Fear was on, what did he play, like 80, 80 of 82 games or something? His his year in St. Louis, he played 79 games. Like, ridiculous. And now it's like, well, we got to we gotta do load management. We got to be careful. We got to be worried about that. Gregor had, had put out some good numbers about Stuart Skinner and his games played. And with the back-to-backs, I think there's, there's eight, something like that. Gregor will talk about it more because the questions will keep to keep coming in. Uh, but there's going to be lots of opportunities for Stuart Skinner not to play. So fatigue, it, it could be an issue. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I think at the end of the year, he's going to be playing around 60-some-odd games. So that's pretty standard for starting goalies in the NHL. Rod Agreed says, thank God Holland didn't overreact. Yes, exactly. AZ, since I asked, I guess I'll have to tell you my dream player. If Tarasenko waves and we can find a way to move Campbell, unlikely in brackets, that would be an amazing top six. More realistic would be Sam Carrick from Anaheim can play right wing or center and is a right shot. What do you think about Sam Carrick for the Edmonton Oilers and maybe what the price might be? Uh, the price would be low. He's he's a he's a fourth line player. Like it's the, his upside beyond that is incredibly limited. But he is. I'd have to check the stats because I don't know them offhand, but uh, just from eye test-wise, I believe he's pretty good in the face-off dot when he does play center, uh, but he can play the wing as well. And he's like you're, he's played a long time in the AHL, so it, you kind of your true uh, grind it out in the minors and then get your chance as a bottom six player in the show. Um, Anaheim, I think, would be probably like to keep him because of, you know, I mean, people like to say that bottom six players are plug-and-play type, but they're really not. Like, if you can find a good bottom six player, that has a lot of value too and a, and a good character guy. So I don't know if that's really what the Oilers need. I think they'd probably like somebody with some more offensive upside that can play maybe third-line center or top six right wing, and I, that somebody would say Claude Giroux. I think that's probably a, you know, a pipe dream one because of what the price will likely be and the price on his contract. Um but I think a player like that is probably more idealistic. Don't like Sam Carrick, great player, but like he's a he's a fourth line player. The Oilers have already too many fourth line players. Yeah, uh, Greg says patience is a virtue. Dot 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 dot. Said no Oilers fan ever. Yeah, hey, we're we're a passionate fan base in Edmonton. Instant reaction is the way it's always going to be. Love it or hate it. When when they win, you know the highs are high, the lows are low, and the middle is kind of in between. Yegbud says nobody was issued a warrant or summoned. Yes, uh, the, the warrant would come if they don't turn themselves in. They were requested to turn themselves in. They're innocent until proven guilty. 100%.
100%. If anything says anything else, they're wrong. They're presumed innocent until found guilty. Uh, no name on this one. Is that why Hart took a leave? We don't know. Hart, we won't speculate. Yeah, That's going to happen enough out there on the internet and amongst groups of people. But he took a leave. Five players were requested to turn themselves in. Five players have been leaving. Granted leaves of absence from their teams. That, from that, the NHL. that is what we know. That's what we know. If you want to speculate, it's on you. But we will reiterate, they're innocent until proven guilty. Neil texting in Campbell and Bakersfield, 904. Picard, Bakersfield, 939. Yes, only four games, 912 last year. Why is Campbell in the conversation? Oh, Neil, it's Sports Talk Radio. We got to talk about <laughs> Jack Campbell. He's the most polarizing guy out there. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, I hope Jack Campbell, like even if it is down in Bakersfield, I just, for his sake, I hope he, you know, plays well. Life's a lot easier when you're winning hockey games for those guys and, and playing well. And it, it looks like he's getting there. Don, the realtor says, tinkering does not always equal better. Look at the Rangers last year. Beginning acquisitions at the deadline and we're pumped out in the first round. We're on a 14 game heater with three goalies in the organization with good numbers. Maybe we just get excited about what we got. Don, the realtor. Man, why are you using so much logic there, Don? I tweeted last night after the second period. Like, Oilers Twitter is really going through it. Man, people, it was like as if they were on a 13-game losing streak. They were frustrated. They were getting so mad. Like, what is going on? The boys got to wake up. Bouchard, 55 turnovers. It was 1-1 <laughs> against the Columbus team. The Oilers flexed and on them in the fourth period, or third period. Sorry, it's got their four goals. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to lose a game. And when they lose a game, I am going to be very curious to see what the reaction is from the fan base. But... We'll see when that comes. Why do you keep repeating innocent until proven guilty? Never hear that repeated over and over other sports players. Well, Mitchell, I don't know what you're referring to, but the other sports we, players. We were reading a text message. Yeah, we were reading some text and then reiterating it. Yes. That's that's how our legal system that, works. That is that is the law. Mitchell, I'm, I'm sorry if that made you mad. I don't know what other players we've ever really talked we're, about on this we're, program. We're not insinuating that they are innocent or guilty. But that's not for us to decide. I just like to know over the other sports players. <laughs> we, we, we're sports a relatively pl- new show, sp- and we sports st- players. We stick to fantasy for the most part. This is a big story in our city, in our country, in our you know, air quotes national sport. Sorry, lacrosse fans. Uh, not trying to ruffle any feathers here. That's just how they're going to be looked at going forward till their day in court comes. Montana Rice, bring back Eberle. Oh, I think a lot of Oilers fans would like that. AZ says, just talking about uh, Sam Carrick here, 52% face-offs. That's pretty... I mean, they always say if you can win half your draws, you're a good centerman. Yeah. So 52%, that's... I mean, it's a couple percentage points, but he doesn't always play center, so I would be interested to look at his total number of draws taken compared to other, you know, quote-unquote fourth-line centers across the league. Um, because because like I said, he does play the wing sometimes, but still, like I said, good player. Uh, another one here, just about uh, potentially losing. If they lose an effortless mess against a lower team, it's a problem, or it'll be a problem. A hard fought loss against a contender, not so bad. Yeah, hey, those things happen. I mean, every team in the NHL is filled with professionals. They've got pride. They're going to want to go out there and win hockey games. So we saw the San Jose Sharks. They beat the Rangers 
it was in overtime, I believe. But, you know, they go out there. They make things difficult. They're, they're never going to just let you walk all over them. So I'm, I'm okay if we say that, you know, if the Oilers are to lose a game, when it happens inevitably, how do they respond? How do they come out the next night? That's, that's the question for me. I think we've said it multiple times here, the good teams in the NHL or any sports league, you don't let those losses pile up. You regroup, you come back strong, and you, you, know, you show up the next night or whenever the next game is. If, if they lose one game, so be it. If they lose two or three in a row, well, we've seen that happen. But, you know, this is still a very good hockey team. They're, they're probably going to have an off night. Will it come against a good or bad team? Well, that's that's still to be seen, but we'll find out what happens when it gets going here. Uh, but the Freddie Minton Oilers, a really good chance to extend this winning streak. The Chicago Blackhawks in town on Thursday. That'll be a fun one. No Connor Bedard, obviously. And then you've got the Nashville Predators on Saturday, a 2 o'clock start. And we know the history of Leon Dreisaitl and the Nashville Predators. Something goes on there. Chomskers says here, we'll wrap it up. I hope no matter what moves are made, we make room for Sam. Since he showed up, we've been a better team. Great for the room. Yeah. What are they? Uh, was it McLeod? Ryan McLeod call him Papa Clutch? <laughs> great name. Great great name. Yeah, Sam Gagne, only player in NHL history to be part of two separate 14-game winning streaks. One of the few to put up eight points. <laughs> we had Not, a, is that good? We is had Daryl Sittler on the show yesterday with Jason Greger. Ten points in the game. How crazy is that? How about when Gretzky had eight through two periods? <laughs> and then... Didn't have any in the third. Yeah, I probably took it easy. Gosh, those guys are good. That's going to do it for us here on the program. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Appreciate it as always. If you uh, are able to, maybe you slide over to iTunes, Apple, same thing, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts from. Give us a subscription. Maybe turn on auto download. We want to crack the top 200. It's a steep hill to climb, but we're going to try to get there. Uh, up next, we got the lowdown with Low Tide. Shoot him a text right now. Say hello for Brandon Douglas and Donovan P. I am Connor Halley. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow at 11 a.m. Right now, let's get to a top of the hour update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in the Dukes, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com.